The scripture this morning is John 13, 3 through 17. Now hear the word of the Lord. Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he had come from God and was going to God, got up from the table, took off his outer robe and tied a towel around himself. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel that was tied around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus answered, You do not know now what I'm doing, but later you will understand. Peter said to him, You will never wash my feet. Jesus answered, Unless I wash you, you have no share with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Jesus said to him, One who has bathed does not need to wash except for the feet, but is entirely clean. And you are clean, though not all of you. For he knew who was to betray him. For this reason, he said, not all of you are clean. After he had washed their feet, had put on his robe, and had returned to the table, he said to them, Do you know what I have done to you? You call me teacher and the Lord, and you are right, for that is what I am. So if I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have set you an example that you also should do as I have done to you. Very truly, I tell you, servants are not greater than their master, nor are messengers greater than the one who sent them. If you know these things, you are blessed if you do them. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So these past couple of weeks, we've been wrestling with this question, what does it mean to be the church? What does it mean to be the church? In other words, what is our identity as the church? How do we display that, that identity? How does that identity become revealed in our words and actions? And whenever it does become revealed, what does that mean for us and for those whom we serve? If you ask me, whenever we're asking the question, what does it mean to be the church, we have a beautiful example present for us here in John. In this passage that uh, we have before us today, where Jesus, knowing his time is about to come, preparing for the Last Supper, here we have them gathered around. Jesus is with all of his disciples, and before anything else, what does he do? He himself gets up from the table, kneels down, and begins to wash his disciples' feet. Jesus is the one doing this. Why is this so important? Why must we look upon this image and recognize the church within it? Because this is entirely countercultural to what it means to be in power, for what it means for people to look to you as an example. It's no secret that here in the Bible Belt, 
that people look to the church for leadership, for guidance, for comfort, for strength, for hope. And in many other parts of the world, it's the same, not just here. The church is meant to be an emblem of love and compassion and kindness, a place of refuge for the least, the lost, the lonely, and the unloved. And so knowing that, what does it look like for the church to then be the church? Well, it looks a lot like hospitality. Hospitality. And here's what I mean by that. Jesus' action is entirely degrading to who he is. Entirely degrading and humiliating. Why? Because, imagine, 2,000 years ago-ish, give or take, you're walking around in only your sandals, sometimes no shoes at all, and you're walking through dirt and mud and there's no indoor plumbing, so okay, and you're walking through cities and villages and wilderness and everywhere in between, your feet get pretty dirty. Everyone's feet got really dirty, unless you were wealthy enough to have somebody carry you around your feet got pretty dirty. And so it was a practice, a common practice of hospitality that anytime anyone, anytime anyone entered your household, you would have their feet washed. Number one, because you want to keep your house clean, but number two, it was a sign that here, where, as when you come into my house here, you are allowed to relax you are allowed to rest in comfort. However, the foot washing was most often done by the servants. And if there were no servants, then it was done by the least in the household. The person who had the least amount of importance often would probably be uh, a, young, a young person, more than likely than not a young girl, who would be washing the feet of the guest. And why? Why was it that person? Why a servant or the least important in the household? Well, because it's a pretty filthy job. Like I said before, uh, you're walking through everything you can imagine under the sun, and now you're having, somebody is having to wash this off. It could have easily made it on to the show Dirty Jobs, because it was a dirty job. And so when Jesus does this, he does something entirely countercultural something completely upside down to our earthly kingdoms. We have the master, the teacher, the rabbi, God incarnate, kneeling down and washing the feet of ordinary human beings. The master of the house would never be caught washing feet. It was a sign of disgrace, of humiliation. Although an important part of hospitality, it would never be done by the master. However, we know that Jesus in Jesus' upside-down kingdom takes these kind of constructs that we, uh, that we might not think about and turns them on their heads and says, no, instead, it should be you who washes feet. It should be you who does the dirty job. It should be you who's down on their knees serving. Why? 
Why should it be us? Because, Jesus says, I have set an example for you. And he says, very truly I tell you, servants are not greater than their masters. In other words, Jesus is basically telling the disciples, you are not greater than God. And we should know this, but Jesus has to explain it anyways. You are not greater than God. However, if God, the God of the universe, is willing to get down on hands and knees and wash the feet of common people, and we claim to follow God, then should we too not be people who wash feet, people who do the dirty jobs, people who get down into the filth to take care of others. And we think, and we think, okay, maybe it should be us, but we're not going to do it with everybody because there are some people in our eyes who are just not worth being served. And we usually call those people them. Those people are not worthy of us being, of us to wash their feet. Now, we might not say that out loud. We might not even actually think that thought directly, but we know that there are some people that we're just not going to serve. For example, it could be somebody on the other end of the political spectrum from us. I won't be caught dead washing that person's feet because they are on this end or this end. Or it could be somebody whom we think is less than us because of their status in life. I'm definitely not going to wash the feet of that person. They don't even have a house to live in. They live on the streets, not going to wash their feet. And we can, you know, tease this out all day long, but we all have people whom we say we would rather not wash their feet. And just for clarification, washing someone's feet is not necessarily, I'm not always speaking literally. Um, in today's day and age, we don't really need our feet washed near as often. You should still wash your feet, but it's not quite the same thing. I simply mean service, to do an act of service. More importantly, an act of service that says you are welcomed here. So, an act of hospitality. So, we, all, we have all of these people that we could imagine that we are not going to serve them or welcome them. And so, we immediately set up a qualification and we have to ask, who deserves our hospitality? Well, I'm going to put this pretty simply. There is no one who deserves it less than I do. There is no one who deserves it less than the next person. There is no one who deserves it less than the person after that. In other words, we keep going along this train and we find out no one is actually worthy. No one is worthy. No one can possibly do enough to earn this. However, the God of the universe looked upon us and despite our unworthiness, still said, I'm going to wash your feet. Why? Because I love you. Why? Because this is what God's upside-down kingdom looks like. There is no one on the face of this planet who will ever be worthy because of their actions or deeds. And we might say, oh, some people get pretty close. Compared to the holiness of God, there is no one worthy. But yet God still says, I'm coming for you because I love you, because you matter 
to me. And so when we ask the question, who deserves our hospitality, it's everyone, because God welcomed us first. We need to recognize right here and now that we are not greater than Christ, so why would we act like we are greater than Christ? We are not. But yet we often have the audacity to say, you know what, those people aren't worth our time, even though Jesus said those people are worth my time. We often have the audacity to say, well, those people are different from us, and so we don't want them anywhere near us. And yet Jesus said, sinners and saints alike are welcomed here. We have the audacity to make rules and say, this person is not worthy for whatever reason, for whatever aspect of their demographic we could list off on and on and on, anything that makes a person who they are, and we could say, therefore they are not worthy. But I'll tell you this right now, Jesus said, because I did it first, you too should do it. There was not a single person whom Jesus did not offer love to. Sure, that love looked like tough love sometimes, but there wasn't a single person Jesus did not offer love to. There wasn't a single person whom Jesus did not welcome. Jesus washed the the very feet of the person who would betray him. Jesus already knows, verse 11, for he knew who was to betray him. He knew it, and yet he still washed Judas's feet. And he still washed Peter's feet, knowing that Peter would renounce him three times. And he still washed each of the disciples' feet, even though each one of them would scatter whenever Jesus was arrested and crucified. We are not greater than Christ, so how dare we act like we are? Each and every person on the face of this planet is worthy to be welcomed into this place, into our lives. And so my challenge for us today is very simple. Be hospitable. Go forth to welcome others with acts of service. If you must, wash their feet. Or do the dirty job that nobody else wants to do for that person simply because we are not worthy either, but God still called us. God still loves us. And God incarnate chose to wash our feet. So be hospitable this week. Seek out opportunities to be hospitable this week, recognizing that hospitality in God's kingdom looks radically different from what we might think hospitality should look like. For Jesus, the master of the house, got down on his knees and washed his disciples' feet. So too should we. And when we start doing this, we will come to understand what it means to be the church. Now, I know it's a lot shorter today than normal, but it needs to be. I'm not going to fill this with a bunch of fluff. I'm just going to say it like it is. We are called to be hospitable. So let us be hospitable, and let us pray.